The Bible Study Podcast, episode 685. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of Genesis with chapter 40. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. You may recall that we left Joseph in prison where God apparently wanted him because it said that God was with him, but God left him in prison. Well, this week, we finally get a glimpse of why that may be. And so we continue on with Joseph's story, the cupbearer and the baker. Some time later, the cupbearer and the baker of the king of Egypt offended their master, the king of Egypt. Pharaoh was angry with his two officials, the chief cupbearer and the chief baker, and put them in custody in the house of the captain of the guard, in the same prison where Joseph was confined. The captain of the guard assigned them to Joseph, and he attended them. After they had been in custody for some time, each of the two men, the cupbearer and the baker of the king of Egypt, who were being held in prison, had a dream the same night, and each dream had a meaning of its own. When Joseph came to them the next morning, he saw that they were dejected, so he asked Pharaoh's officials, who were in custody with him in his master's house, why do you look so sad today? We both had dreams, they answered, but there is no one to interpret them. Then Joseph said to them, do not interpretations belong to God, tell me your dreams. So the chief cupbearer told Joseph his dream. He said to him, In my dream, I saw a vine in front of me, and on the vine were three branches. As soon as it budded, it blossomed, and its clusters ripened into grapes. Pharaoh's cup was in my hand, and I took the grapes, squeezed them into Pharaoh's cup, and put the cup in his hand. This is what it means, Joseph said to him. The three branches are three days. Within three days, Pharaoh will lift up your head and restore you to your position, and you will put Pharaoh's cup in his hand, just as you used to do when you were his cupbearer. When all goes well with you, remember me and show me kindness. Remember me to Pharaoh and get me out of this prison. I was forcibly carried off from the land of the Hebrews, and even here I have done nothing to deserve being put in a dungeon." When the chief baker saw that Joseph had given a favorable interpretation, he said to Joseph, I too had a dream. On my head were three baskets of bread. In the top basket were all kinds of baked goods for Pharaoh, but the birds were eating them out of the basket on my head. This is what it means, Joseph said. The three baskets are three days. Within three days, Pharaoh will lift off your head and impale your body on a pole, and the birds will eat away your flesh. Now the third day was Pharaoh's birthday, and he gave a feast for all his officials. He lifted up the heads of the chief cupbearer and the chief baker in the presence of his officials. He restored the chief cupbearer to his position so that he once again put the cup in Pharaoh's hand, but he impaled the chief baker, just as Pharaoh had said to them in his interpretation. The chief cupbearer, however, did not remember Joseph. He forgot him. And so we remember a couple things about Joseph that have kind of led to this moment, which is going to obviously lead to another moment, which is why we're talking about it. One is that he has dreams, and apparently, now we're learning, can interpret dreams. Now, the dreams that he had while he was back with his family got him in trouble. 
It was those very dreams that made his brothers jealous, that and the father giving him a fancy coat, but the dreams did not help the situation. And so he had these dreams that he was going to be having every one of his brothers bow down to him, and because he was a dreamer, they sold him into slavery in Egypt. And when he was in Egypt, then he was thrown in prison because his master's wife came on to him, and he refused her, and so she claimed that she had been attacked by him, and he got thrown into prison. So those things kind of combined to show him here in prison where someone who can interpret dreams is needed. There are these two officials, as we said, the cupbearer, the one who brings the Pharaoh's cup. So the cupbearer probably is taking a sip and making sure that it isn't poisoned, so it's a very close position to Pharaoh. Someone who can get within distance to be able to hand him a cup has to be a trusted official. Someone who is, you know, it's sort of like, you know, be careful what you say to your waitress because you know, she's got your food and she's bringing it to you. And so the cupbearer is a very important position. But this cupbearer got in trouble with the Pharaoh, and we don't know why. And so he was thrown in prison. And he has this dream, and he has this dream, and Joseph's able to interpret this dream, and he says, in three days, you're going to be free. Now, Joseph also knows that this is his opportunity. If he's going to be free, and he's going to be standing with Pharaoh... Joseph says, remember me. Remember me when you go back to Pharaoh. Remember me when you're restored to your position, because I've told you you're going to be restored, and I don't belong here. I don't deserve to be here. I haven't done anything wrong, either in my homeland or here in Egypt, that I should be in prison. And then the baker, who apparently has also gotten in trouble with the king, and we don't know whether he was skimming the profits or whether he's just not a good baker or what it was that about his work that the pharaoh didn't like. But it was something that the pharaoh really, really didn't like because he's going to throw him in prison. And Joseph interprets his dream and says, and he's going to kill you. In three days, he's going to cut off your head and impale your body. So we get one very good dream and one very bad dream, and Joseph tells it the way it is. He doesn't sugarcoat it for the baker, and he does use the opportunity for the cupbearer to try and help his own cause. But he basically just makes these predictions. This is what the dreams mean. And isn't God the one who has interpretations, is what Joseph is saying. It's not him that's interpreting, but it's God who's giving him the interpretations. And then, you know, something very unusual happens, which is three days later, they come true. Both the dreams come true. Joseph can interpret dreams, or God has given Joseph the interpretation to both of these dreams. Now, one thing we need to understand is that as we're looking at the Old Testament, for instance, in the Mosaic Law, which is still 500 years from now, the prophecy and divination and can you interpret what God is saying, the Old Testament law will say that the required accuracy of those predictions is 100% or you're a false prophet. And Joseph here is getting 100%, and 100% says that he really is understanding what God is saying. But he gets forgotten, right? The cupbearer forgets Joseph 
when he's not in prison anymore. He probably wants to put that whole thing behind him. There's really no incentive for him to go to Pharaoh and say, oh, you remember when you were really mad at me? I had this dream, and this Hebrew was able to interpret the dream. Isn't that interesting? Because the last thing he wants to do is, remember, Pharaoh, when you were really mad at me. Remember how you had the baker killed and could have done so with me. That's not the conversation he wants to have with Pharaoh. The conversation he wants to have is, sir, here's your cup. He doesn't want to remind Pharaoh of whatever it was that he did that got him in trouble in the first place. So it's not in his best interest at this time to bring up this lowly Hebrew slave he met in prison. And so he doesn't. So we still leave Joseph, who God is showing favor on. We saw that in the last time, that everything that Joseph did prospered, and so his master Potiphar put him in charge of things, and then he gets thrown into prison because he gets falsely accused, and everything he does prospers, and so the person who is the warden puts him in charge, in fact, in charge of these two prisoners, which will eventually, we'll see next week, lead to his, well, I want to get ahead of the story, but this part of the story, there's a reason we're telling this, is it's important to Joseph's story. But at the end of this chapter, Joseph is still favored by God, still being given interpretation by God of dreams, still being given his own dreams we saw back in Canaan, and still in prison. That for some reason, God doesn't need him out of prison. God doesn't want him out of prison. And God put him in prison in part, I think, to meet these two men. One who is now dead and one who has forgotten him. But might just remember him next week. You'll have to come back and see that. What can we learn from this? Again, it's that awful lesson that just because we're doing the right thing and just because we're in a right relationship with God doesn't mean that everything always goes smoothly. I know we just went through an election cycle and half of you aren't happy. I don't know which half. And it's not relative to this point, but we can find ourselves in situations where we're doing the right thing and yet still God doesn't rescue us from it. He's working through a different problem. And that's tough, and that's a difficult thing for us to deal with. It doesn't mean that God doesn't love us, and it certainly doesn't mean that God has forgotten us as the cupbearer has forgotten Joseph. But it does mean that God's timing and our timing are not the same, and God's goals and our goals are not the same. And God is working through this broken world with broken people like you and me, imperfect for sure, but loved, and that he is working through his purposes. And one of the things we're going to see, and stop me if you are if you think I'm wrong five chapters from now, and see if you don't agree with me that God was working through his plans, even here, even now, with Joseph in prison. And with that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com, or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And thanks so much for listening. 
Hey everybody, I'm Dale. And I'm Tamara. We're hosts of the Kainos Project podcast. Where we help you tackle ancient Christian truths in everyday settings. To learn more and subscribe, go to lifeaudio.com.